Tucker Carlson may be my favorite opinion anchor. He's on Fox News, if you don't know. Uh, he's down to earth. He says what he thinks. And he's always got this stupid looking face that makes people believe that he really doesn't understand what he say, what the uh, interviewee is saying, even though the interviewee knows exactly, he knows exactly what they're saying. When he replaced Bill O'Reilly, I wasn't thrilled. I was a big Bill O'Reilly fan. As Tucker came into prominence, Tucker developed the same edge that Bill O'Reilly had. Now, Bill O'Reilly was always kind of an arrogant bastard, so I never really got to love him, but he would just destroy his, his, uh, his, the people who came on his show. Tucker is the same way, except Tucker doesn't look like that arrogant bastard. Fridays are a big day for Tucker. I know you're thinking to yourself, what does this have to do with the stupid, we're coming, we're going to do something different today. He usually talks about what he wants to talk about. And these are things that are not typically mainstream news. He did that about on Friday two weeks ago. I wanted to talk about this the last couple of weeks, but I just never gave gave it. And he talked about my favorite subject, the id of the Democratic Party, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So let's take a look at what he had to say about the old AOC. This is, and then let's take a look what she had to say about it. I guarantee you pretty much know exactly what she had to say. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, gas has gone up. Uh, I just took a walk uh, right down the street where gas was four fifty-five a gallon last week. And guess what? Four eighty a gallon, four dollars seventy-nine cents a gallon. And by the way, that is where I live. That is the cheapest gas you can get. If you go over to Chevron or even Shell or some of the more quote more quality gas end quote, it's up. It's well over five dollars a gallon. So it's in my cheap gas station. It's already at $5 a gallon. And I know that we have to fill our tank at least twice this weekend. So we are probably looking at, let's see, 10 almost $50 just to fill a tank. Uh, Going to be traveling a lot less, which I think is what the Biden administration wants to do. And by the way, congratulations to old Joe. He needs some victory somewhere. Uh, the jobs report came out today. Jobs were up. There were 640,000. 5,000 jobs uh, created or added. Very good. He, um, good for him. I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, with the rest of the economy in a complete freaking disaster, it's kind of hard for me to sit there and look at 640, okay, 645,000 new jobs. And he wants to add the child tax credit back. Why? Just Dude, let the economy go. It's going to be fine, except now you've already jacked everything up. So anyway, we all know AOC is a dumbass. Let's get to the stories. We all know AOC is a dumbass. Uh, We all know that she's in a position, a political position that she cannot handle. She doesn't have the mental acuity for. We know that she is an example of what's wrong with our government What's wrong with our society and what's wrong with this gener- with her generation? The monologue that Tucker Carlson performed 
was genius because it was funny and it was true. Now, here's the thing. AOC got really offended by this monologue, but the reality of the matter is he wasn't actually attacking AOC. He used AOC as an example of being an idiot, okay? But he was attacking the media. So what ended up happening is the New York Magazine created a book from a bunch of, uh, quote, journalists, end quote, that wrote about AOC, and it was syrupy as all sin. It was so syrupy. It was so embedded in fiction that I may actually have to read this book. I hate, you know, I did buy Ibram X. Kendi's book, uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist. I may have to buy this one because it was fun. Um, it, it, it sounds like it sounds like it's hysterical. So here's his introduction on this book, and I'm going to go through all ten minutes of his monologue, and then I'm going to talk about what actually happened, what AOC did, because AOC, all she had to do, honestly, her first tweet was perfect. She should have just left it there. She didn't. She had to build on that because she's an idiot. Okay, so here's his introduction. Um, Tucker, now, just just an FYI, Tucker was going to talk about the Canadian convoy, which was a big thing back then, and the Ukrainian crisis, which now has devolved into a war. He didn't. He It was Friday. Let's face it, nobody watches on Friday nights. They're all busy getting drunk and things like this. So he went in that direction. So let's 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 go. This is his introduction. And in fact, we were going to tell him right at the top of tonight's show. That was our lead, a serious topic for a serious time. And then out of nowhere, we received an early copy of Take Up Space, the unprecedented AOC. It's a book-length suck-up to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez by the editors at New York Magazine. It's coming out next week. Now, a hagiography of Sandy Cortez is like a box of Fig Newtons. You know it's wrong to open it, but the temptation is strong. And so we did. And before we knew it, we consumed the whole thing. We still feel sick. So that is what we're opening with tonight, the new Sandy Cortez book. Yes, it's a lighter topic than tyranny in Canada or war in Ukraine, both of which we will get to in a minute. Our only excuse is it's Friday and we've got limited self-control with stuff like this. This is what I like about Tucker. I mean, you knew he knows this is going to cause controversy, but he loves controversy. So, by the way, honestly... How can you think a book about AOC? She's 30 years old, for Christ's sake. She does has she has no life right now. She has no life experience whatsoever. How can you think a book by about AOC, especially with the New York Times writers writing it, is going to be anything but a saliva-inducing vomit of words? And I do think this is an important topic. We'll get to that later. Our country is a mess. Our ideology is being overrun. The country's ideology is being overrun. And we are becoming weaker. The question is why? Sandy Cortez is part of the reason why. So I don't think, I think it is important to go over this stuff. But he is right about Friday night. There were far more important things going, but no one's watching. I know when I go to the gym on Friday nights, no one's there because they're all busy getting ready to party. Anyway, here's Tucky. Here's Tucker talking about the books exaggerating uh, AOC's fantasticness. I guess is the word. Here he is. 
It's an amazing book. Let's put it this way. It opens by comparing Ocasio-Cortez to Jesus. And then it suggests that because she once got second place in a high school science competition, she could have gone on to win the Nobel Prize. It is a remarkable piece of journalism. We plan to put extensive excerpts from the book on the screen tonight for you to read. And then we thought, who reads anymore? Not Sandy Cortez, she never reads. Reading is racism, it's so white people. So instead, we've asked our senior producer, Alex McCaskill, to read the passages for us. You may recognize Alex McCaskill's melodious outer London inflected voice from the Stacey Abrams softcore porn novels that we have featured on the show. We've asked him today to compare these two projects he said he found this one creepier. We'll let you be the judge. Here's a section in which the fangirls at New York Magazine let us know why they wrote this book in the first place. There are a lot of politicians they could have fawned over. They picked Sandy Cortez because she's a lady. To say she is a feminist is to understate the facts. Ocasio-Cortez is the first politician in history to live fully out loud while female. And the degradations of womanhood are personal to her. Okay, I've got some things about this this thing. First off, I don't know if fantasticness is a word. I made it up. This is what happens when you don't have a script. So if you decide to send me an email saying, I don't think fantasticness is a word, probably not, but I couldn't figure out what else to say. But there is something he did say that I wish he would have expanded on. AOC is considered a god to the Democratic Party. Just like Stacey Abrams' pornographic novels, by the way, those did do exist, are considered literature, American literature. They even talked about that on CNN. Now, I'm guessing he did that on purpose to show just how twisted the Democratic Party has become. AOC is a god for the left. And Vice... The seven deadly sins are her Ten Commandments. I'm not kidding. One of these days, I'm going to really talk about that. Because if we look at the seven deadly sins, lust, pride, greed, all of these things have become good things for the left. What's amazing is that C.S. Lewis said, hey, the road to hell typically isn't from violating the Ten Commandments. The road to hell is violating the seven deadly sins because they're not as... That's why they're called the seven deadly sins. Because they're not as... They're opaque. They, they don't look like they're that bad until you do it over and over and over and over again. But that's what AOC is pushing. Now, let's get into it. Degradations of womanhood. Really? Women are in college more than men. Women live longer than men. Women do not die at their jobs like men do. Women do not serve in war. What degradations do, do women have, actually? As a matter of fact, what I see is being degraded as far as women go is motherhood, which seems to be the most important thing that a woman can do. Just like the most important thing that a man can do is provide for a, for a family. And I love that, and I've said this before, I love hearing, she's finally speaking out. She's the voice of feminism. Are you freaking kidding me? 
Feminists have been screaming left and right since the 60s. Don't 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 act like people have actually sat back and kept you guys silent. That is just complete BS. Okay, let's listen to Tucker's next clip. Oh, before we listen to Tucker's next clip, I gotta say, the British actor, the British voiceover producer, fantastic choice. He did do this with Stacey Abrams' porn texts, and it was hysterical. This is funny, too. It actually makes idiocy sound intelligent. Everyone says, oh, they always stick British actors to make them sound more intelligent. You know what? They do. I'm sorry, they do. You know, instead of sitting there and being insulted that British actors sound more intelligent than Americans, maybe Americans should learn to speak. Okay, anyway, here we go. Next section. So she's not just the first woman to represent her congressional district in the state of New York. She's the first woman in human history to get elected to something and then, quote, live fully out loud while female. What exactly does that mean? Is it a trans thing? Honestly, we don't know. She's definitely loud. But we did understand the next line. The degradations of womanhood are personal to her. Well, that's certainly true. No one has done more personally to degrade American womanhood than Sandy Cortez has. She is living proof that 60 years of feminist liberation did not work. Sandy Cortez is not empowered. She's neurotic and silly. She is far more frivolous than any 1950s housewife ever was. June Cleaver was a more serious person. At least she made dinner. Here's what Sandy Cortez does. She puts on makeup while talking about herself. As the youngest woman in Congress, it's, and as a woman of color, it's so hard to be taken seriously. It's just, you know, it's like any workplace where sometimes it feels like you have to jump up and down for anyone to listen. It's just really difficult because some people are just born in bodies that are naturally taken more seriously. People already try to diminish me and diminish my voice as young and frivolous and unintelligent. Oh, here comes the victim thing. And by the way, yeah, that's typically her response to Tucker, which her first tweet on her response to Tucker was perfect. And she really just should have shut up after that. But of course, she's not going to. Okay, so let, let's let's go over what she said. Okay, the trans thing is important here that, that Tucker brings up because it shows the nonsensical arguments of the left. They don't believe women exist. There's a guy at Penn's, Penn University who says he's a woman is going to break every world re- every uh, record in NCAA history for women. They don't believe women exist. And by the way, the biggest supporter for the trans community, which actually is a killer for feminism, is Sandy Cortez. Tucker hits another point. Feminist, feminists, the old-time feminists, are turning in their graves because of Sandy Cortez. She is the opposite of the feminist cause. As a matter of fact, if she stopped referring herself to a woman, she'd be the perfect wife. She loves fashion. She keeps in shape because she wants to wear those tight-wearing dresses. Don't kid yourself. That's important to her. She wants to be sexy. She wears makeup, and she puts makeup on Instagram Live all the time, telling people how to wear her makeup. 
I mean, she is the complete opposite of feminists in the 1960s who used to burn their bras and leave their husbands. And by the way, she has a boyfriend. He sounds gay, but she has a boyfriend. Finally, people don't listen to her not because of her gender. People don't listen to her because she's not a serious person. She's not a role model. She's not someone who has reasonable thoughts. She's been in Congress for four years right now. She's done nothing. She ranks among the bottom part of all 435 Congress people, if that's how many there are, I can't remember, as far as accomplishments. Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, who are just outskirts of the um, of the squad, of the leftist community. She is actually on the outskirts of that. Now, Tucker's one of Tucker's best points comes in here because you'll remember she said one thing that just is again another victim, another virtue signaling, another victim uh, card is woman of color. Listen to Tucker on this one. <laughs> they don't take me seriously when I put on eyeshadow. People are calling me unintelligent just because I'm dumb. It's pretty funny. But the funniest of all was hearing Sandy Cortez describe herself as a woman of color. She often does. No one ever dares to challenge that description, but every honest person knows it is hilariously absurd. There is no place on earth outside of American colleges and newsrooms where Sandy Cortez would be recognized as a, quote, woman of color. Because she's not. She's a rich, entitled white lady. She's the pampered, obnoxious ski bunny in the matching snowsuit who tells you to pull up your mask while you're standing in the lift line at Jackson Hole. They're all the same. doesn't matter what shade they are. I think this is an important point for two reasons. One, she's not a white person. She's a Puerto Rican. She's lived in the United States her entire life. She doesn't know any other country. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, being a person of color is not a thing. It doesn't matter. This is part of the illogic of leftist ideology. She's an elite. Just because she's a person of color doesn't mean she isn't an elite. I'm not an elite. I'm a white person. I'm a white male. I'm a white heterosexual male. I'm a white binary, uh, uh, what do they call that? I don't even know what they call it. But I am as as white male as you can get. I don't have the uh, benefits that she does by any stretch of the imagination. But here is where Tucker hits the point is that, yeah, you're no different than any of the white people that go skiing in Aspen. Any of the liberal white people that go skiing in Aspen. That is absolutely true. And it also shows the contradiction because the reality is she's no different than the elite. Doesn't matter her color. She's accepted by the elite. She's embraced by the elite. And he does this a little bit here. The mask on, all she has to do is signal correctly and she can stay with the elite. Let's listen to his next clip here. This is good too. Apparently the editors at New York Magazine don't ski they spend the entire book pretending that Sandy Cortez has just emerged from some teeming favela in the slums of Rio to save the world's poor. 
Reading it, you would have literally no clue she was a credentialed member of the overclass. You'd think she was St. Francis. On the day of the House vote, Ocasio-Cortez stood up in the chamber, again wearing all white. She looked like a prophet or a medium tapping a deep well of popular fury. <laughs> Radiant and white in her gown, bathed in the glow of holy righteousness, a prophet for our time. Imagine Isaiah, but with nails to match the handbag. That's how New York Magazine describes Sandy Cortez. And that's weird because we live in this country too, and that's not at all how we remember the moment. Here's a clip from the speech the book is referring to. Look at this person and ask yourself if you can feel God's presence. But we have to go into this vote, eyes wide open. What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history. A prophet? Or proof that Adderall abuse is more common than we admit? We'll let you decide. Okay, what's important about this is what the book is doing is what newspapers like the Washington Post and the, the New York Times do. Remake an image. Remake history. It's what that broad did with the 1619 Project and what Ibram X. Kendi did with uh, how to be an anti-racist. Make things up to change how things are really viewed. And by the way, this is this is the way history is written. History is not is written by the victors. It's not written by the it's not written by the t the group that loses. This is why it's important to start fighting this stuff. Because the reality is that the left wins, Sandy Cortez is going to be a hero. She's going to be a feminist person of color, blah, blah, blah. Even though 40 years from now, when I'm sitting back, I'm looking back, no, she wasn't like that. She was a piece of crap. Okay, here's the second great point that Tucker makes in this whole thing. We will tell you that the editors at New York Magazine are highly impressed by the way Ocasio-Cortez looks. They think she's hot. It's a major theme in the book. And in fact, it's a major theme with Ocasio-Cortez herself. She talks about her beauty constantly. Just a few weeks ago, she let us know how hard it is that everyone wants to sleep with her all the time. What a burden. It's like living as a nudist in the Dallas Cowboys locker room. Men are so aroused by her TikTok videos, she can barely get through a day. Yet she does her job anyway. That's why she's a hero. The burden of sexiness weighs heavily on her sleek and tawny shoulders, but she bears up under it. Listen to New York Magazine's account. Ocasio-Cortez would have been well aware of her impact on others. Her rhetoric could be confrontational and her politics countercultural, but her appearance conformed to society's conventions. With her wide apart eyes, arched brows and tawny complexion, she could have modelled for a skincare line and in fact later capitalised on these assets by shooting a makeup tutorial for Vogue. For some reason, this whole thing about her being good-looking is taboo. Now, I wouldn't touch Sandy Cortez with a 10-foot pole. She just disgusts me. And I think she... I gotta be honest with you. She'd probably be pretty bad in bed. I, I think that this gal is one of those gals, well, just what I like, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, this is something you can't talk about. But Tucker didn't make his point until right now. This is the big point about Sandy Cortez that everyone doesn't seem to want to talk about. I have no problem talking about it. I've said it several times. Sandy Cortez 
has all of the things that makes her extremely dangerous. She's pretty, she's dumb, and she's vicious. So here's what Tucker has to say. <laughs> she could have been a model for a skincare line. And that's why she's such an amazing political leader. Because she's so pretty. Imagine a man saying that. It would probably be considered patronizing, if not grounds for cancellation. But New York Magazine isn't ashamed to objectify Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It makes you wonder what would happen if one day she gained 100 pounds and got eczema on her nose and forgot to trim her ear hair. Well, you know what would happen. Her political influence would evaporate instantly. She's not the leader of an ideological movement. She's a living marketing campaign. Here she is selling cosmetics. I really like starting to blend with my fingers and then I'll go in afterwards and polish it off. I've been lately playing with a lot of eyeshadows. I go in with a little kind of a lighter color um, and I just wash it all over my lid. I tried the shimmer and it, it looks fire, it looks good. Whenever you see me wearing a red lip, um, most of the time it's this one. And again, I start small and I start working my way out. Voila. This is one of the reasons why I tell Josie's kids stop with the social media thing. Because this shit is going to get, I just cussed, sorry, is going to get thrown back at you in the future. But it is absolutely true. It is all true. Adam Carolla, and, and by the way, saying what Tucker just said got Adam Carolla into trouble with Sean Hannity. Not really, but sort of. Where, Sean, where he said the same thing. If Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with five foot one, three bills, hair on her back, wore big thick glasses and had the eyebrows of caterpillars, she would not, no one would listen to her. Think of an ugly Rashida Tlaib. Rashida Tlaib has done more in Congress than, than AOC has, yet no one pays attention to her. The bald black gal um, I can't remember her name. She has done more in Congress, but no one pays attention to her. Why? Because no one's attractive to her. Why do you think Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez is actually really popular on Instagram? Because she's good looking. Here's the thing. She is a marketing ploy. She is marketing the leftist principles. That's what her job is. That's why the left supports her. I mean, this is a gal who could actually become the head of the Senate when she, which uh, Chuck Schumer is a disaster, but she's trying to primary Chuck Schumer now. This gal, again, fails up. She's a complete idiot. I would love a debate between Chuck Schumer and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I would love to hear that debate. But she is a marketing ploy, and it is because of her looks. And she knows it. Do you know why we, sh we know it? Because of that crap with the makeup that you just heard. Okay. This part here is actually kind of funny. Let's listen to this. So makeup is a process. You know, you start small, and then you work your way out. Concentric circles. That's the way she uses cosmetics. We have to, but she seems pretty good at it. Painting her own face may be her one real skill, but something useful, ah, it's a different story. 
Watch this CNN account of her attempt to assemble her own IKEA furniture. Oh, shoot. Five-second rule. Hey, everyone. She was munching popcorn, sipping white wine, and assembling furniture on Instagram Live? All right, what am I doing here? AOC moved into her Washington apartment three months ago, but has been too busy to furnish it. Did I do this wrong? Boom! I did it. Obviously, there are a lot of self-involved people in politics, all of them, pretty much. But it takes a special kind of narcissist to imagine that the world desperately wants to see you bolt together a particle board coffee table. Is there any reason people don't trust the media? Too busy to, to furnish her apartment? Busy from what? She's done nothing in Congress. She also shows the problem with this generation. They think everyone wants to see every selfie and every project that one has done. This is narcissism. But it is exactly the way a lot of kids are today. I tell Josie's daughter every time. And she takes, I this broad takes selfies of herself left and right. I say, you know what? No one cares. Why are you taking a selfie? I, I Again, Tucker doesn't really go into the social problem. He's pointing at the problem with the media and that AOC is an idiot. Uh, well, he's really what he's saying is the media is the problem. And he's using AOC as an example of how they're doing it, how how they're doing it. I'm pretty sure no one gives a crap that AOC is putting in a, uh, putting together an IKEA uh, table. Here's the thing. I, I, I've got to put together to, tonight, I'm going to have to put together a wine rack for Josie. I will guarantee you, you will not see this on Rumble. I Because I, yeah, no one cares. In fact, it wouldn't even occur to me to put me putting, for me to put myself assembling a cheap Chinese wine rack that Josie wanted on TikTok, YouTube, Rumble, or anything. Because it's stupid. And I don't feel any great accomplishment doing something. Ikea? Are you serious? It comes with four screws and three three bars. That That's how you put together things from Ikea. Okay. Again, here's something that Tucker's just pointing out that's just dumb. But New York Magazine can't get enough of it. Here's their account of what you just saw. On this night, and again during another session assembling IKEA furniture in July, she shone a bright light on her own complicated, multifaceted self. In that video, Ocasio-Cortez looks thin. Her trousers sag. She's wearing her glasses and her hair is up in a sloppy, just about to wash my face bun. She's wearing an old moto jacket and is sitting on the floor of her unfurnished apartment eating a bowl of popcorn and drinking a glass of wine. For dessert, she has a small pack of fruit snacks, sent to her in bulk by Roberts' mother. She has no agenda, nothing in particular to get off her chest. It really is as if she were exhausted and wanting to talk. I'm alone today, she says pointedly at the camera. <laughs> Imagine if you were the person who wrote that. So here's this crazed solipsist filming herself as she puts together a coffee table and eats popcorn.
Okay, the least compelling film made since Andy Warhol died. And this is what you call it. She's shown a bright light on her own complicated, multifaceted self. That's the moment when you have to be honest with yourself and say it's time for me to retire. Okay, so we've got a couple of things to put together here. To Tuskegee wind talkers, the people who fought in Vietnam, World War II, World War One, Korea, and putting together IKEA furniture. It, it, this is so dumb. I don't even know how to explain it. I do have a question. If you put together a table on TikTok, would you be complicated and multifaceted? I, I just thought it's very two-dimensional or three-dimensional to put together a table from TikTok. As a matter of fact, if I put together a table from IKEA, as a matter of fact, the last IKEA thing that I put together had like four pages of instructions. It doesn't seem real multifaceted. It seems like, no, I'm just putting together a table. These guys should have seen me put together a bicycle. That's multifaceted. That takes some freaking skill. Takes some. That's complicated. But then again, I'm not elite. Here's Tucker's closing, and then we'll get to what AOC had to say about this whole uh, monologue by Tucker. By the way, the person who wrote this didn't even perceive how creepy it was. I'm alone today, Ocasio-Cortez says pointedly at the camera. Is it just us, or does that sound like an invitation to a booty call? Maybe one step from, what are you wearing? Either way, it's a little strange. It's definitely oversharing. And yet, according to the book, oversharing is the key to Sandy Cortez's success. She offered the reassuring warmth of Oprah, the fire and brimstone of Jonathan Edwards, the inspiration of John F. Kennedy, the intimacy of an FDR fireside chat. It was exhausting and reassuring and scary and comforting and extremely weird. The intimacy of an FDR fireside chat. Sure, except that FDR never told us about his skincare regimen. Somehow he was able to win the Second World War anyway. You wonder how he did that. You also wonder what brand of concealer he used. Sadly, there was no Instagram then, so the details have been lost to history. Thank heaven we know what Sandy Cortez uses. He is right here. It is kind of creepy, like stalker creepy. It shows how pathetic our society is because of social media. And you've got to wonder if going into a third world war, which looks like might be happening, is a bad thing. Because our generation, the, the later generations really need to know what struggle is and they really have no idea. Now the booty the booty call thing is a little out there. I, I don't know if I got that out of that whole thing. But it really does show how pathetic we are living on a computer screen. It's pathetic. We're worried about the number of likes we get. And I do the same thing. I, I post something on Twitter 
I look the next day because I do it only in the morning. I look the next day and I'm I'm thrilled when I see it, but it's not an addiction. But it seems like someone for most of this generation, they are addicted to it. And it's actually kind of sad. And the problem with AOC, she's being seen as a hero. She's not a hero. She's not helping anything here. She's not helping. She should be walking over and telling this generation, get off of Instagram, get into life, do something, whether it's good or bad. Because I got a feeling a lot of the belief system of this generation, the reason a lot of leftists go in this direction is because they're living behind a screen. They're not living life. They don't work. They don't They don't go to the military. She should be the one sitting back and saying, hey, guys, join the army. Then you can see what's going on. Get off your screen. Go out and live life. You want to film it? Fine, but don't. Don't film it. But she's made, she's become popular because of this. I don't think that's a good thing. I think it's sad. I think it's really sad. So, this this is what's great about Tucker Carlson. Um, he knows how to get a reaction. His monologues are vicious, cutting, funny, but mostly they're true. And it's, it is too much to expect that the attention whore that AOC is, that she wasn't going to watch this and and then it, go after him. And she did. The first tweet she released, yeah, there are more than one, was this is the type of stuff you say when your name starts with a P and ends with a dejo. She's basically saying pendejo, which means asshole in Spanish. Sorry, I cussed, but it was in quotes because I, I'm, I'm, that's about all I learned in three years of Spanish. Of course, two years of Spanish technically because one year I failed. But this would have been it. Tweet that. It's clever. It's funny. It's straightforward. And move on. Don't bring up. But then no, she can't do that. So she released a couple more tweets. This is one, she said. Remember when the right wing had a meltdown when I suggested they exhibit impulsive impulses around young women? No, that's not what she said. She said that everyone wanted to date her. Okay? That's what she said. Well, now Tucker Carlson is wishing for this on national TV. Okay, first off, Tucker is not wishing to date you on national TV. By the way, she went to Boston Boston College University. Okay? You would think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would know how to use punctuation. She has nothing but run-on sentences and nothing is paused. So, yeah, maybe, well... You should have a comma there. Now, you should have a comma there. You should probably learn how to use punctuation. You're a creep. You should have a comma there, bro. If you're this easy with sexual harassment on air, how are you... Oh, she did add a comma there. Uh, there's something. How are you treating your staff? 
Um, well, we, uh, first off, huh? That's sexual harassment? That doesn't sound like sexual harassment. Anyway, continuing. Any man that talks like this will treat any woman like this. Doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, or neither. This is clearly not a safe person to leave alone with women. Once again, the existence of a wife or daughters doesn't make a man good. And this is this and this one is basura. Basura means trash. And then she adds the trash emoji because that's what they do. And okay, so let's go into this. First of all, treat any woman like what exactly? What does that mean? How did he treat you? And then of course she goes and attacks his family. Because he never Tucker never attacked his family. And trust me, Tucker could have brought some things up about his family, about her family. I mean, this is a woman who was complaining that her abuela was just destroyed by the hurricane that hit Puerto Rico, but she did nothing to help her. AOC is also a narcissist. AOC wasn't the target of this. The media was the target. Tucker used the uh, glorification of her idiocy as an example as how the media is bad. And by the way, that statement basically proves his point. That she is an idiot and she says stupid things. But then she continued. She didn't just stop. Here's another tweet. I genuinely want to know why Tucker Carlson is allowed, paid, to engage in clear, targeted, libelous harassment that endangers people and drives so many violent threats that people have to fundraise for their own safety. Why should they have to pay for his harassment? Make it make sense. Because it's not harassment. It has nothing to do with harassment. And by the way, the endangers thing, notice, now she's a victim. Now he's... Tucker, mate, you heard the entire 10 minutes. Was there anything in there that threatened her? No, he just made her out look like an idiot. As a matter of fact, he's probably saving her life because people just look at her. I can't take her seriously. She's just an idiot. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life in jail trying to kill her. She continues, of course. It's not within the realm of political commentary. And it's not just me. He regularly targets people that do not have access to resources for protection. She spends about $70,000 on um, bodyguards a year. She's full of crap. She can legally carry a gun as a House of Representatives member. If she doesn't do it, that's kind of her problem. Once he gets to fantasizing about booty calls, fantasizing, again, this proves his point. She thinks that everyone wants to sleep with her. She just proved his point. He didn't say that. Once he gets to fantasizing about booty calls of women on national TV, I cease to see the political value outside of the incitement. Okay, the reason she sees 
she fails to see the political value of his insights is because she is an idiot. You know something? This is what that political commentary did. And it is important. The mainstreaming of leftist insanity. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not on the outside looking in. She is on the inside looking out. Her insanity, this crap she pushes on a daily basis, has become mainstream. Conservatism is now on the outside looking in. It also shows us how foolish our betters are. The elites are. It shows us how stupid our ruling class is. The leaders of our government are. It shows us how bad our mainstream media is. Because I'm pretty sure they're the ones that want to date her. And it shows us how we are wasting taxpayer dollars to pay this worthless human being's salary, which is at $174,000 a year. But it, it gets better. Right after that, she proved Tucker, Tucker Carlson's point of how stupid she is. Here she is. I mean, on Instagram Live, stressed out. So she decides she's going to de-stress herself by dunking, dunking her face in ice water. And I don't think it's ice water. I think it's cold water. Listen to this. And then we'll talk about it after. Ready when you are. Okay. Five. Four. Good job. Good job. Oh. Am I supposed to do it again? Yeah, you're supposed to keep doing it. Really? Yeah. How long? It's like multiple sets. Okay. Go for as long as you can. Okay, a couple of things here. First off, this is not even a bowl of water with ice in it. It's just a bowl of water. Basically, you don't even know if it's ice water. You just, maybe they ran some cold water from the tap. All right. Uh, second, she doesn't dump her entire face in it. It's pretty much her nose. She doesn't even get her hair wet. This brings some questions. Does she really need encouragement and direction from her boyfriend? Is she that fragile woman that she, that this feminist depends on a man to get her face wet? If she is that fragile, that she is so stressed out, she needs to de-stress by putting her face in cold water, is she really someone that should be leading this country? You know, I have some advice that probably would have helped her out. And by the way, go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and look at the video. It's really just stupid. And by, and that was played on Instagram Live. So she felt that this was so important. And she's a narcissist, so of course she did. She thought that it'd be a good idea to play this live so everyone can see it. You know what would have done good for her? joining the military because I got news you half my showers when I was in the military was in cold water especially in basic yeah kind of, hey sticking your nose in cold water is nothing when you your entire body 
is taking cold water. And by the way, I take cold showers now. And the reason I do that is because I'm just used to it. I think the military would have toughened her up a little bit, made her more qualified for the for uh, government service, and would have been comfortable because now they make fitted women, women uh, fitted uniforms for women, and she could have worn her hair the way she's wearing her hair, crap like that. Anyway, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it. I know I ran really long, but it's Friday. Screw it. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.